0: Thank you. Welcome to the third part of our study on the Bible. And we're doing this study in four major areas, and so far we have covered the first two of these four major areas. We've discussed the terminology of the Scriptures. Then uh, we've talked about the various attitudes towards the Bible that men have had through history and has continued to some degree to our present time. With this broadcast, I want to go on to a third major segment of our study on the Bible, and that is to deal with the wonders of the Bible. The wonders of the Bible. And the wonders of the Bible can be seen in four ways. The first way is its formation because the formation of the Bible shows diversity in unity. For example, the time period between the writing of the first book and the writing of the second book was approximately 1,600 years. Just think. It was written over a period of 1,600 years. And yet, in spite of it, you do not find one section contradicting the other. Furthermore, the total number of authors was 40 different authors. God used 40 different men to write the books of the Scriptures. Furthermore, there was a total of 66 books. Since some of these men wrote more than one, the 66 books of the Bible were written by 40 different authors over a period of 1600 years now here's a test case take any subject such as science and then scan a period of 1600 years and pick out 40 people scientists that have written books on science you come up with a total of 66 different books by 40 different scientists written over a period of 1,600 years. Would you come out with any real unity? Would you come out with any without any contradiction whatsoever? The answer is obvious. Just by mere glance at history, it would be impossible to find something equal to the uniqueness of the formation of the Bible. If you take all of these 40 scientists with the 66 books over 1,600 years, you will find one scientist contradicting another scientist. And even if one scientist wrote more than one book, you will find his later books sometimes contradicting things he wrote in his earlier books because of newer and more recent discoveries. Indeed, if the formation of the Bible shows a unique diversity within its unity because you have a perfect unity, uniformity in the Scriptures without any part contradicting the other. But the diversity in the formation of the Bible can be seen in more than the usual way of saying it that it was written by 40 authors writing 66 books over 1,600 years. There are other factors which show the uniqueness and the wonder of the formation of the Scriptures. For example, the Scriptures were written in three different languages. Most of it was written in the Hebrew language. Then the second largest section was written in the Greek language, and then the smallest section was written in the Aramaic languages. language. Three different languages, Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. So not only do you have 40 authors writing 66 books over 1,600 years, you have them writing it in three different languages of Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, and still there is diversity in its unity. And it comes out with a perfect harmony. Furthermore, the diversity can also be seen in that sections of the Scriptures were written in at least six different parts of the world. The majority of it was written in the land of Israel. But the sections of the Bible were written in Babylon, in Egypt, in Greece, in Rome, and in Arabia, among perhaps some others. So the diversity can also be seen in that the scriptures were written, the various 66 books were written in at least six different countries, and still there is a perfect harmony. Another way of showing this diversity is the fact that the occupations of the writers were not all scribes. In fact, there were at least 11 different occupations by these forty different authors. Number one, some were kings. Secondly, some were priests. Thirdly, some were prophets. Fourthly, we had soldiers. Fifthly, statesmen. Sixthly, shepherds. Seventh, fishermen. Eighth, a tax collector. Ninth, a doctor, a medical doctor. Ten, a tent maker. And eleventh, a farmer. At least 11 different occupations. So these 40 authors had at least these 11 occupations and perhaps others we are not familiar with. And all spite of this extreme diversity, there is still perfect harmony. Now, the uniqueness of the diversity can be seen in one other form, and that is that you have at least eight different literary forms the 66 books of the bible are not all one literally literary form they make up at least eight different literary forms first of all some are historical narratives secondly others are biographies thirdly you have poetry fourthly you have proverbs fifthly you have drama sixthly you have sermons Seventhly, you have letters or epistles, and eighth, you have some which are psalms. And in spite of the diversity of these various literary forms, nevertheless we still come out with a perfect harmony. So the first way that we see the wonders of the Bible is in its formation, in that there is this tremendous diversity by virtue of the fact there was written over a period of 1,600 years by 40 different writers writing 66 books in three different languages in six different countries coming out of 11 different occupations and writing in eight different literary forms and yet producing an absolute perfect harmony which is impossible with any other book. The second way by which we see the wonders of the Bible is in its preservation. And the preservation is seen in two ways. Number one, the text itself has remained intact. People will sometimes ask, how do we know that we have the original scriptures? How do we know that we have the Bible as it originally came forth? And... God has chosen to preserve for us numerous Greek texts, and so, by virtue of the existence of these many Greek texts, we have clearly can we can uh, define clearly exactly what the original Greek New Testament was. As for the Old Testament, we do not have anywhere near the manuscripts that we have of the Greek New Testament. But to show you that the text itself has remained intact, let me point out one very important fact. Before the year 1947, the oldest Hebrew manuscript we had was called the Mesoretic Text, and it dated from the year 1000 A.D. And because it was so late after the fact, Numerous critics of the Scriptures would poke fun at us, saying how could we believe that the Old Testament has remained pure in light of it being so late. But then in the year 1947, the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered, and at least in the course of the digging in the site of Qumran, at least one scrap was found of every Old Testament book of the Bible so far, except for one, and that is the book of Esther. And when one compares the Hebrew of the Dead Sea Scrolls, which date from between the year 100 BC and 118, and the Hebrew text of the Masoretic Scroll, although the Masoretic text and the Dead Sea Scrolls are a good 1,000 years apart from each other, there is virtually no variation. And where there is a variation, there is absolutely no change of meaning. For example, one scroll may say, He went to Jerusalem. The other scroll may say, He went unto Jerusalem. That's how slight a variation there is between the two texts. In other words, the meaning has not changed because the meaning has remained the same. This person had gone to Jerusalem. And so the text has remained intact. Secondly the second evidence of its preservation is its indestructibility and indeed first peter chapter 1 verses 24 and 25 has uh, promised that god would preserve his word and indeed we have evidence of that through history in that men have tried to destroy the scriptures but the scriptures have been preserved for example, Diocletian, the emperor, said, quote, "...the Christian religion is destroyed and the worship of the gods restored." Of quote. Only ten years later, Emperor Constantine made Christianity the state religion. The French philosopher Voltaire stated, "...fifty years from now the world will hear no more about the Bible." For exactly 50 years later, the Geneva Bible Society bought the very press Voltaire used to print his statements, and they used it to print more Bibles. So, these are clear evidences that the Bible has remained indestructible by virtue of God's perversing and persevering and preserving power. Our time is up, so pick it up right here on our next broadcast. Until then, we bid you shalom.